I, I didn't even feel like clapping. I didn't want to break the magic that just got spun here this morning. Like, wow. So, because <sighs> my name's Trevor, and now I have to ask for money. So how do you transition exactly from that? You guys made that beautiful. And we're talking about music. Jeff, I'm not giving away your message, so it's okay. And we're talking about the transfer the transference, the transportation, whatever it does in terms of opening us up to more, which is awesome. One of the things we're also talking about in this series that's really relevant actually to money is coming out of COVID. And what I mean by that is we're going to need some rest. And I'm hoping this summer you're planning for some rest. So we'll probably see some smaller crowds here and we're hoping you're going to catch us on the podcast throughout. We're going all summer, but we know that people are going to be dropping in and out and we're hoping it really does give you a chance to recuperate, to regenerate. But don't forget about us, because we still need your money over the summer. And we want to come, and we really want to launch strong into the fall. So we're here, we're around. Please come out if you feel that need, or or catch us on the podcast, or catch up with us on the podcast if you're going away for a while. And enjoy this summer. Give your chance, give yourself a chance to just uh, catch up a little bit. Get rejuvenated and then come back strong. But we have a really good topic on that. So I'll turn it over to Jeff. I see green lights. Ah, there we are. Excellent. Good morning, everyone. And uh, happy Canada Day weekend to everyone. Um, Yeah, just excited about this morning's topic. I've asked the ladies to join me for kind of an experiential morning. You know, every once in a while, I'll have um, a conversation with someone who joined us, sometimes for the first time. They'll have been sitting in the seats just like one of you. And... uh, they come out of the service and their eyes are all red, you know, like they've been emotional. And uh, they'll introduce themselves and they'll begin to describe what just happened in the service here. Sometimes they're new, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're people that have been attending a while, but their stories are often similar, eerily similar. Something happened as the music was playing. Um, I remember one woman, she, uh, she, she said, she just apologized. As soon as she, she walked up, she said, I want to talk to you. She said, something just took me over. And she said, I bawled through that whole thing. This, whatever you call this thing. She said, I, I found you online. I came in. But she said, at one point, as the band was playing, this song began to play. And I was saying, was was it a particular? I I was curious what the song was. And she goes, ah, something I say, something I say, you say, say. And I said, okay. And she says, as that music began to play, and those singers began to sing, and I began to read what was up on that screen. She says, it was like an out-of-body experience. She said, I just felt, felt like I just left my body and I began reflecting over my life. And it was like something began talking to me, saying to me things that were in that song. It was this song called You Say. 
I, I went back through it. I keep fighting voices in my head. This is what the song, the song that you guys sang this morning. I keep fighting voices in my head that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. So there's a question, am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. So, uh, so she's telling me this story and I wish I would have knew exactly the words that, of the song that she was referencing. But she says, it just blew my circuits. She said everything that I had been walking into that service, thinking about and dwelling on, just gone. In that moment, it was just like I was just stripped down with this conversation, these questions. I've had those kind of conversations with people again and again. The arresting moments of the power of music that just take us into another place. Whatever happened, however you describe it, Something happened. <laughs> Something supercharged got a hold and pierced the soul at some level. That's what we want to talk about this morning is the power of music to change and transform us in some way, to touch us in places that normal life just doesn't have a way of doing. And uh, I invited Alessandra and Kyla, two people that probably in my lifetime as a pastor and been a part of music a long time have written or performed music that has done things to me in that kind of way more than probably any of the musicians and singers that I've worked with over the years. And so I'm, I'm happy that you could join me this morning. You too have probably had experiences like this. Thoughts? Sharing stories, Kyla, is there one that steps out for you? Um, yeah, I think like actually, um, now that you say that, I think I was touched most by by music when I was just really, really little, mm. <laughs> even and and especially. Um, so I would sing in choir at school, and I love that. But I remember actually going to church when I was really little, and the woman who would play the organ. Would actually she have in her in her purse? She would have a little napkin, and she would open it and give me mints. And, she, <laughs> and then the I think it was her husband or someone I can't remember would share the hymnal with me, and it was just like I felt like such a welcoming, warm mm. experience. Like people wanted me there. Mm. And then there was like she would share mints, and I, I I told myself that she was looking forward to me being there every week. <laughs> just sing my heart out and it was so nice because lots of people were all singing along and so for me that's a really mm. early memory yeah. both singing in choir and loving that and then also having another chance on Sunday to sing as well and just feel like welcome and warm and mm. hear all the voices around me and I just remember like really sort of could breathe more deeply or something would open up in my chest almost and I could mm. just like oh, 
feel the freedom in that. Yeah. That I really loved. And that carried on throughout my life. And Pretty formative, today. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. It, that just, like, carried me through, like, good times and bad times. Yeah. And that's the, like, consistent thread that's been through my life is, is music and that yeah. Yeah. expansiveness and hmm. just being able to sing through that. Awesome. Yeah. Alexander, is there a memory for you? I, I think just overall echoing what Kyle is saying, and like on a on a high level of just like music and singing to me has always been words just seem to fall short, just talking seems to fall short and mm-hmm. kind of boring when we could be singing it. I kind mm-hmm. of like walk through my life as a song anyway, but um, I just think that it's why why talk when we can when we can make music. Yeah. Um, and so I, and I think I growing up in in church and things like that, and also just being in choirs, it's always just been a very part of my life. And I think. Um, I think we don't give ourselves permission to to engage in that as much. Mm. And now that, you know, since COVID, I think also we've just shut our voices down mm. and singing together on Zoom is just not as fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I do, I mean, I do recall on... Anyone uh, <laughs> saying amen to that, eh? There's some delays. I've tried it. It's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. I, I, I do have that memory of people on balconies um, coming out at night. And it, um, I think it, where maybe it was the first in Italy where I saw it on the news where people were singing together on the balconies. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that that union, we you don't they weren't talking together. It was we we, we can sing, and that just yeah. seemed like something um, people wanted to do as a community. And and it's just like even watching that was like super impactful. And, yeah. Uh, and I think I think we want to head back in that direction. So. I hear you. Yeah. Have you ever experienced these transcendent we moments? These 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 magic moments in music where it just like you could just feel it. I'm not just even talking. It didn't even have to be a church. I've heard people describe, I remember one guy years ago, he came back from the U2 concert up in Edmonton. And he came back and he said, Jeff, it was one of the most spiritual experiences I've had. I was like, what? He said, there was just, it it, it was so powerful. Thousands of people in the stadium all singing. I was talking, I was talking with um, a woman just this week who was up at Garth Brooks just last weekend. She said, it is hard to describe. She just shook her head in disbelief at the experience. She said there was just something about it. People joining together. You could hear everyone singing their, their guts out. Um, at different moments, singing to lyrics that had been resonating inside, she said, inside of us for years, this music has, has meant so much to many of us. And you're looking around, and everyone is singing the exact same song. Chances are you have a memory like this. I've heard people describe moments when they're at a hockey game, and this, the anthem begins to sing, and people start pulling their hats off. And all, everyone stops talking and it's just, they have laser focus on the singer. She begins to sing words describing this land, this anthem of their own country. And people's voices start rising up and you see the Canada flags flying. And then the singer drops out, the, the anthem singer. And all, all you can hear are the voices in that place. They, they talk about the hair on the back of their necks, standing up on end, just electric. These are powerful moments that music has a way of creating. What does it do? I don't know, but it does something. It leaves you feeling alive. It it leaves you feeling recharged. Something inside us is feeding off these moments, going, please, give me more of that. 
If you felt it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We don't know how to necessarily describe it, but scientists now are onto this. And they're going, no, something is going on here. They've been scanning brains as we go through these moments. And what they have found is just fascinating. It is not just made up. There is things going on physiologically through music and specifically through music that is experienced together with others. They've learned that our brain reacts in powerful ways when it's in these moments. They found that our left temporal lobe, lobe begins to light up, which is where language happens. They also found that our right temporal lobe, which is typically associated with creativity and music, it starts activating and firing. It's just like Christmas trees. This stuff starts coming up. In fact, they found that brain... Brain activity skyrockets, especially when you, you go from just listening to music, you throw people together. And there is the added experience of hearing others creating that music in the same, at the same time, the same place. When all of a sudden voices start coming together, they said, oh, the reaction internally is undeniable. So we want to just talk about that, but we want to experience it this morning. One of the pieces, they say there's like three big pieces that happen in those environments that is especially physiologically beneficial for humanity. And we'll talk about the spiritual realm in a second. But there's three pieces to this thing. The first piece that we want to kind of experience together is what they just say is rhythm. Collective rhythm. And so we're going to invite you. The girls are going to sing a little tune here. And, uh, you know, we don't push you often in the spiritual gym around kind of demonstrating some rhythm. You know, it's a fairly uh, domesticated crowd here that we have. But there's something about rhythm that lights us up. And so I'm going to invite the girls to sing. And, and uh, this might just get you moving. If you want to clap along. I think this would be an appropriate time, all right? Let's do this. Excellent. How many of us, that was a bit of a stretch for you, all right? We don't make you do that, all right? If you're new here, we don't do that, so uh, very often. Maybe we need to do more of it. They, they found that when they scanned people's brains in an environment where there's a rhythm, um, and people began to synchronize together. You know, it's an interesting thing when all of a sudden someone starts clapping and you're like, okay, oh, oh, how, oh, uh, and especially if it's a complicated rhythm, if it's on a two and four and not on the one and three, uh, and, and you're, uh, oh, they, they say when all of a sudden the rhythm starts coming together, something amazing happens. Uh, they've learned this with drum circles. You know, depending on who starts, you know, someone may start, someone just starts drumming. All of a sudden, everyone starts finding the beat and starts drumming. They said these drumming circles have become therapeutic because it has such powerful physiological, they say it actually makes you happy. It releases endorphins. Uh, they call them encephalines and alpha waves in the brain, which are associated with general feelings of well-being and euphoria. 
They say that finding that beat and synchronizing with others, it actually induces deep relaxation. Uh, Blood samples they took from participants who participated in an hour-long drumming circle revealed a reversal in stress hormones. (sighs) They said it helps chronic pain production of endorphins and endogenous opiates, which are like the morphine, body's own morphine-like painkillers it creates. Boosts your immune system. This is interesting. Um, Drumming circles. So studies from people in these drumming circles. Uh, This Barry Bittman, this doctor, did a study. Showed that actually participants in these drumming circles increased natural T-cells to combat cancer. This is science behind some of this, what's going on here. Not to mention the sense of connectedness that it creates. The sense of, I'm with these other people. We're jiving together. But it's not just rhythm that goes on in rituals like we experience at the spiritual gym or in the Kenny Chesney concert. It's not, just, it's not just rhythm that's happening. There's this harmonic dynamic where harmonies, it's not just one melody that gets sung, but all of a sudden you start layering voices. Something else happens, they say, when that starts to happen. Scientists have found that when a collective sound of various parts come together rhythmically and harmonically, making a big sound, something even deeper physiologically begins to react. It's like everything that I was just talking about that happens in those drumming circles now just starts getting exponentially added. As music begins to layer, you add these vocals. Our brain's frontal lobe now lights up like a Christmas tree, which is a big deal. This is our ability, capacity to process language, create more positive frame of mind, leading to a higher sense of self-worth, self-value, and self-esteem. When I met that woman out in the corridor and she was telling me about her experience, though she couldn't tell me these exact things, this is the kind of stuff that she had experienced. This kind of stuff was lifting her soul in a very real way, physiologically. There's something that happens. And you, you've ever felt it when all of a sudden you've been in a room when all of a sudden different harmonies start? Are there any, uh, just out of curiosity, is there anyone here that does sing harmony? I'm not going to ask you to. Or I'm not going to put you up. Hey, let's go. Uh, but, but is there anyone that has experienced actually singing or harmonizing with other people in a room? All right, Brad. Yes, great. Awesome. Awesome. Something happens. And, uh, you know, I know you ladies, you've been artists in this area. You have different thoughts. We actually chatted a little bit about this the other night, just the power of harmony. You had some interesting thoughts, Alessandra. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I just think it's the sound, harmony can can be explained away with a lot of of science because it makes sense, you know. I (laughs) I was thinking about last night, I was thinking about like, like a major chord and how it makes you feel happy and a minor chord, how it makes you sad. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, if you just plunk all the notes together, it doesn't sound nice anymore. And I was like, well, that's, you know, that's all math and that's all science. And so I can explain it all the way, but it, that doesn't really matter because, you know, science can explain the spiritual and the spiritual can explain the science in my opinion. And so I, I just, when I hear 
when the, this whole concept of harmony, when two people sing a, a separate note and something comes above that, that harmony that exists only when the two people or three people or four people come together, um, you cannot do it on your own. You have to come together and you have to hit that, that right place. And I think there's an, something that happens that's outside of ourselves in that moment. Harmony to me is a spiritual experience mm-hmm. and uh, something that, that connects us and bonds us. And again, the, the hairs go up the back of the neck and um, it's kind of magical. And so to the point where almost you can't identify when you're hearing harmony because it's, it's something so perfectly placed and beautiful. Um, yeah, so those are kind of my mm-hmm. thoughts on harmony. Kyla, do you have experience, story, thought? Yeah, kind of just sort of adding to what Alessandra was saying, that there's like that, there's participating, and there's also like you have to be able to listen at the same time, so you're kind of like witnessing something that's happening. Mm. Something moves through, and you get to watch and experience that, Mm -hmm. and then yeah, it's it's like the body has like a real response to that, like the hairs on your neck or arms stand mm-hmm. up you think oh my goodness yeah yeah something's happening here and i i'm part of it but i'm also witnessing what's happening and it feels really cool you talked the um the other day you mentioned a time when you were sitting around a piano with actually our a team of singers oh, yeah. and you began harmonizing yeah you know that is the coolest thing too because actually so alessandra and i we've had the opportunity to do that on a number of occasions with with Craigery, and we only only like once a year so we get to kind of stand around the piano and then we harmonize and I'm probably a lot of you I don't know some people seem to have musical families they do this I didn't so it's such a huge like like experience for me we got to we all stand around and as we're harmonizing and the things coming together and we just we all get to kind of look around and see like oh my gosh this this sounding really like cool like and yeah, we need all three of us to be able to do it. We need agreement, too, to be able to do it. And it's just like, what, what, what comes of it is just really powerful. It's magic. Yeah, oh yeah, it's magic. Yeah. I want you to sing a song that maybe is an invitation into this kind of experience. It's called The Longing. Yeah. There's an opportunity to sing in this song. You might know it, but we're going to repeat the chorus a number of times. And... The chorus is pretty catchy, so even if you don't know it, um, it's something that you might be able to join in. If you really like singing, you want to join in, and we'll we'll sing the chorus a number of times, give you a chance to sing. And, and, like. and for those that know how to harmonize, come on, here's your spot. Yeah. Come on, let's go. All right, yeah. let's do it. You know, but it gets better. You you combine rhythm, and then you combine harmonies. But then scientists say something really magic happens when the subject matter, this is the lyrical component of this thing, lines up with something that resonates deep inside us. So it might have been the Garth Brooks singing one of his tunes where you're going, oh, I remember where I was when I heard that song and something I was going through. And how that, those lyrics, that one line, whatever, you know, you think through your Rolodex of moments, musical moments, where a song came out on the radio, or you heard a song, maybe it was in a service, in a, in a, in a spiritual context, but there was some kind of lyric that spoke to a value deep inside, an experience, 
a hope, a dream, and it just happens. Yeah. Oh, man. My moments in songs, we sang that song, Oceans, earlier. (laughs) It takes me back, actually, to a moment here. We were in a very dark time as a community, through hand, working through some changes, and as a, you know, one of the leaders here in this community, I came in one Sunday morning and I was exhausted, spiritually on the ropes, I would say, just distracted, discouraged, and that song came up. I don't know, Chantel, if you have lyrics there. I was going to talk about this later. I, it was such a, um, a moment. I was just thinking about this this morning. It talks about going out into the deep um, where uh, voice, where feet may fail. And, and there's this voice that calls us out. There I find you in the mystery. In oceans deep, my faith will stand. Um, yeah, continue, earlier or later, there's a song that just talks about you call me out into the water. Yeah, the great unknown where feet may fail. That, I just remember just going, holy shit, this is where I am. <sighs> Sorry for my language. I just, I remember just sitting there just going, I'm being invited into the deep right now. And I didn't know who or what out there was aware or with, if this is some kind of invitation but it was almost like in that moment I could just feel this greater power just saying, come on, Jeff. Come on. You're out of your league now, pal. This is where I need you. Oh, I don't know who was singing, but man, it was just one of those spiritual moments. I was just like, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, I got to speak. I got to, I, 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 okay, here we go. Here we, rhythm, harmony. Lyrics touching down. Kyla, you, you, we were talking about this the other day, and you mentioned the great homesickness. Oh, yeah. Tell me what, like, and you were talking about lyrics in a way where you're saying sometimes when they're not so specific, but they're broad. Yeah. Can you just elaborate on that a little bit? Now this song speaks to that. We put, or put them up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so, you know, yeah, this song has a has a beautiful harmony part, and it uh, speaks to me because. So when you're talking closer to the beginning about the, that song that we sang, I think second, you say it's oh, very direct. Say, the yeah. words speak directly, and it's very clear and quite literal. I yes. say. Whereas this song, I love it because, like, okay. Oh, how we love you, the gentlest of ways, who ripens us as we wrestle with you. And I think, who ripens us as we wrestle? (laughs) You know? And it it opens up this, like, beautiful sort of picture for me. When I'm singing this song, there's a lot about nature. It talks about being in the forest. It talks about a dark net threading through. And I think, of all the different ways that I've experienced more than God, 
myself, my relationship with others, there's like a real complexity that I found mm-hmm. that in a lot of the songs that I would be singing at church often, there are very simple lyrics, and so that was nice. But this one just sort of, yeah, invites me to like have this sort of expansive experience. I think, oh, there's room for all of me here. Mm-hmm. There's room for me to wrestle. There's room for me to question and doubt. There's room for me to like mess up and there's room for me to be like oh I think that I'm growing you know I think whatever that means to be like you know yeah like anyway so when I sing that song and it's just so beautiful with the lyric it kind of like lets me kind of be taken away into like just like experience into images into sensations and that's the kind of thing that I I lose myself there wow and I love that. Yeah. That's part of the practice of singing for me, is once I get kind of over the mechanics of doing it and practicing, something opens up, kind of like the runner's high almost. Something opens up, and it's like the, the, there's like sort of barrier or the tension sort of lessens, and I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah, wow. I feel it. I feel like there's some permission to... Look past myself. Right to on. To be unencumbered. Right on. That's just a beautiful practice, really. Thank you. you. Know? Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. I know, Alessandra, lyrics have been problematic for you growing up in church songs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, having grown up in a, in a church environment, um, just I remember very from a very early age, and certainly when I was a teenager, going to a, a Christian school and everything too, um, always feeling just uncomfortable. Uncomfortable with a lot of the lyrics that that were up there, whether that was um, white bearded man in the sky type of ideas, or whether it was um, feeling like a piece of crap at the end of the song, going, "Oh, well, I'm just no good." Um, mm-hmm. That kind of thing. I, I just I didn't enjoy the corporate. Worship. It just felt weird to me and not right. I couldn't really identify that until um, I was an adult and I started to pick apart some of these songs and some of the things that I believed. And I just couldn't sing them anymore. And and to be honest, for years, singing together in a group didn't feel good to me. Mm -hmm. It felt tainted, uh, which is so sad. And um, it was, you know, at Friends, well, we were, you guys were going through a similar experience with the music, and I, I think we remember, like, just picking through songs going, I don't think we can sing this, that one anymore, and, like, we just kept throwing out songs that just didn't yep. sit <laughs> with the theology that, of Friends Church, and I just saw a big gap, and uh, as a songwriter, like, I thought, well, what can I offer here um, as I deconstruct my faith, and, and I know that your message is called, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, but, like, that's, that's where my heart was, it's like, I don't, I don't want to throw the these bits of my faith and my journey um, just because some of these songs have written by humans have, have ruined it for me. So I, um, so I started to write again. And uh, so this the song we're going to sing in a minute is called Here With Me. It's song, one of the first ones I wrote as I started to put my faith journey back together. And I, th- I think it's Carl Rogers who said this, so sorry if I'm wrong, but it's it, this like, concept of like the more individualistic something is actually the more universal it becomes and so I trusted in the process and always believed if I was writing my story it would be everybody's story mm-hmm. and and this line in the song is um, we are held together by some understated grace and I feel like 
the song is that invitation to it's that invitation of having that spiritual moment whether that's at a concert or whether that's singing harmony with just one person or um, singing with your child like that experience you have this divine spiritual moment and then you know in the next minute you're in line somewhere you're honking at someone in the car and that's gone but you had that moment and you can have that moment again and we can create that more and more the more we're open to it and that's the song is kind of that invitation to have that together so we are on this unique individual journey but really we're on it all together and it's that that paradox of alone but together um simple but complex that we can hold like kyla was talking to um totally resonates with me Mm -hmm. and so um yeah when we do sing this i hope that that you and you participate in some way whether that's just contemplatively or with using your voice because that's what this song was intended for Mm -hmm. let's go for it go for it yeah Maybe just stay here. I'm just going to wrap this up. Um, you know, th- there is a reason I want to talk about this morning, this, and, and what we're experiencing here, because I think over the last two and a half years, we have gone through something historic, unprecedented in our lifetimes, and it's left us in a interesting place, I think, personally a moment in time now where we're trying to figure out what life will now look like going forward. But over the last two and a half years, we have learned to live without certain things. We were not doing this for a long time. I remember doing this in an empty building. Man, that felt so strange, weird. I remember the times when this was just full and we would be singing songs like this, and you could hear people all around you singing. And, this, this, and we would walk out of this place vibrating for good reasons. But as we've learned to cope through this pandemic thing, we have turned virtual in many ways, trying to find like normal now. And... There's some stuff that we've learned to live without. We've learned to live without maybe less dining out. We've figured out how we can work at home, perhaps, through virtual means. And there are many people now who are reconfiguring their spiritual gym routines. Figuring out, man, I I can just do this on a podcast. I could just listen to that. Maybe I'll take it in on the live stream. You get home. And it feels different. We hear this again and again. Someone walks in here on a Sunday morning, they're going, whoa, does this feel different than what I've been watching on TV all along? Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's not just great acoustics in this building. There are other dynamics at play. Now look at, I know there are people who geographically cannot be a part of this in person every Sunday morning. I know that. Geographically, maybe this work schedules all for all those different reasons. Thankfully, we even have the live stream. We didn't have that pre-COVID. You could not enjoy this music, even if you wanted to, virtually. Now you can. So it's not great, but can I say this? To all our virtual community who are listening, who are watching this this morning, the, one of the best things you could do to experience what we're experiencing here is try to build a distraction-free environment on a Sunday morning if you're going to take this in through the live stream. If you have to watch it on your phone in the bathroom, turn out the lights and sit there, turn up that volume and immerse yourself as best as you can 
and envision yourself in one of these seats. For those of you who are geographically within reach, who may be listening to this podcast and that has now become completely your gym routine, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna gently challenge you to think through what has changed pre-COVID to now. My fear is that we're gonna get two and a half years out. Who knows how long? Maybe less. And we're gonna watch the spiritual lives of people shrinking, shriveling, to a point where part of their journey is now a faded memory. They're looking back and going, oh yeah, I remember those days when the kinds of things I used to think about and ponder, the kind of things I was trying and challenging myself with, it's all faded. I'm worried that we're at a moment right now where we have an opportunity to claw back what we had pre-COVID. And if, if this speaks to you, I'm gonna just challenge you Make the most of these rituals that we have because they are doing, they will do something to you. They will. If you, can, if you can make it, if you can open yourself up, if you can come ready to engage. You don't even have to sing along. That's the crazy thing. You say, I'm not a singer. I'm rhythmically challenged. That's fine. Sit in a room and just observe. It's amazing how I can just watch. Your, your ladies were talking about that. You can be in a room and just watch other people doing it and something happens. I felt that. I've come in at times in just a, such a different place, but I catch eyes. I look over and I see someone just lost in the music and just singing away and all of a sudden something happens inside of me. I don't know who needs this this morning. But I tell you, it's time we start reclaiming what we had pre-pandemic. Getting back to that place where all of a sudden soul levels start humming again. We start getting that thing going again. Next week, I can't wait, Heather Dunphy. That might ring a bell, that name, for some of you who've been with us for a long time. She was once a musician, music leader. Part, her and her husband, Cor, were vibrant part of our music she lives down in California. She's been a part of our virtual community for a long time. She's an anthropologist. That was her degree. She's been studying the price that the pandemic has paid on our levels of connection, community. Next week, she's coming to speak about loneliness and disconnection and what we need to do to reverse that, claw that back in this post-pandemic age. You won't want to miss that. I'm going to be interviewing her. It's going to be good. Anyways, thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, for those out there virtually who have been taking this in, I hope you've been able to kind of experience some of what we've experienced here in person. Um, really, you just get in, you got to know we're after the thing that will change us and make us a brighter light in our world. And we think music will play a part. So hopefully you'll take it in. Create your own playlist too this week. What is the music puts you in that place? Create those sacred moments on your own too. All right, that's all we got. Have a great week, everyone. We will see you back here next week.